The pause did give me chance to uh, take out my toilet paper from my nose. Oh, I didn't even recognize you without that. Oh my gosh. You're a brand new person. I know. Uh, who is she? She is still plugged up a little bit, but oh. here we are. <laughs> Look at her now. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of And Here's Why. For those who don't already know, we are a podcast where books, movies, and TV shows come to life. Sharing our real feelings when it comes to all things fiction is our specialty. And I'm your co-host, Paige. I'm Lauren. Paige and I aren't the only ones with real feelings for fictional works. Today we have a special guest joining us to discuss the first Korean drama to ever rank number one on Netflix's top 10 show chart. Axie O, oh, author of XOXO, is here to join us as we tackle none other than Squid Game. Axie, please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Hi everyone, I'm so excited to be here. My name is Axie. I am a Korean-American writer. My first novels called Rebel Soul and Rogue Heart, and they're like YA dystopia of a set in soul. And then my latest novel, XOXO, is about a Korean-American girl who falls for a K-pop star, and it's set in soul too. So they're really fun. XOXO and Rebel Soul are very influenced by K-drama, so I'm excited for the topic today. <laughs> <laughs> XOXO is uh, my dream fantasy, so uh, maybe one day my wish will come true. Hey, you do have tickets to see BTS, so... My seven husbands, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Such a devoted spouse. Like Evelyn Hugo over here, seven husbands. I'm ready for it. (laughs) Okay, let's start by just, Axie, I want to thank you for joining us for starters. And then next, I just want everyone to close their eyes. All you listeners out there, okay? Just imagine we're going through our cute little intro and then Lauren's talking. She's got her head tilted to the left side, a little smirk on her face, and tissue shoved up her nose because she's having a nosebleed. (laughs) I'm trying so hard not to laugh at you right now because I just wish that we like- (laughs) It wouldn't be Squid Game if there wasn't a little bit of blood. That's all I'm saying. Again, really rises to the occasion. Okay, first episode finishes, where's your brain? Oh my gosh. Okay, let me think. Because I I watched this back when it premiered. So when was that? I think it was in September. September, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so they did, did they do the first game yet? They did, right? Yes, first episode, the first game. Okay, so you know, you know what you're getting into. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Yeah, and it was so like, it was so fun because the game, have you guys ever played that game? The Red Light, Green Light? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I used to play that too when I was a kid, the red light, green light in America, but the Korean version is a little different because in America, when you do red light, green light, it's like red light, and then you can say green light really fast, right? Like you could do it whenever, but in the Korean version, they sing the song. The translation is not red light, green light. It's like mugunghwa, which is a Korean flower. Gochi is a Korean flower. Piyosunida, which is, it's blooming. As the song's going on, you kind of know. If she goes faster toward the end, you know it's going to end right. sooner. She has to say the whole line before it finishes. So I thought I thought that just thought that was so interesting that they had like a, the red light, green light. It's like a nicer version, except <laughs> for the guns. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely the fact that you can tell when it's coming is the nicer part of it than just the yeah. American of red light. Red <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have died that first game. So oh, I'm me just too. Like having to hold still. 
I and I'm just so jumpy by nature. Yep. I would not have been one of the people to start running because that honestly irked me so much. You see that the people standing still aren't being shot. You see that all of the hordes of people running to this door are just getting mowed down and your first move is to join them? I'm sorry, that made me so mad. I would not have ran, but I would have definitely like flinched hearing the gunshots yes. and then I would have gotten KO'd like 100%. Same. Also, when like they, they're going forward, I feel like people are getting shot who I didn't think were moving. So I was like, that was just easy. <laughs> that confused me a little bit because I was like, are you telling me that even just like the slightest variation of a movement, people are just getting shot out here? And I don't know, maybe some people weren't being watched as much because I was like, there were definitely some moments where our uh, front running man was flinching a little bit too much. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. he would have been dead if he was an extra. I feel like I would I would have just been on the ground. <laughs> like I would have pretended like I was dead. <laughs> yeah. And then they probably would have walked around and like put a bullet in your head yeah. just to make sure. <laughs> you could never be too safe. So it would have been out regardless. <laughs> yeah. First episode, I was more shocked than anything else. Like I knew going into it that this was going to be like a gory show. They were just really out here killing everybody. Can you imagine, because I was reading that the show, like he originally wrote it in like 2008. And can you imagine if something like that were like put on television in 2008? Like now it's much more, I don't want to say appropriate, because that's not right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, it's just more common, like with Netflix, the shows that they have are just out there and it literally shows anything and everything. And I was just sitting there thinking like, not that I would have been allowed to watch it then, I would have been like 10. But it's just so crazy, <laughs> you know, to think about like, wow, that someone wrote that way before its time. Just the writing of this show was so good. That's why it makes me so mad. I've heard a couple people say that they thought it was like the episodes were too long. Oh, come on. They could have done these things in 30 minutes. No. Clearly someone that's just worried about the action yeah. doesn't care about that plot or the characters itself because it was just art honestly everything mixed together the writing the the sets the colors i was just enamored <laughs> the whole time and it helps that my boy we had june was on screen yeah <laughs> i had just gotten done watching romance as a bonus book didn't know that he was in this show my husband's sitting next to me he comes on screen and i literally squealed <laughs> And Ryan was very confused. I was like, sorry, let's let me compose myself for a second here. I think that's like one of the coolest things is that for K-drama fans or Korean film fans, you know, we know, we recognize a lot of these actors, these faces. Some of them are new. Most of the women actresses are new, but most, if not all of the male actors are, are veterans yeah. in the game. So it's kind of fun to see them in this sort of global international sphere now because, you know, we've, we've seen them in like Lee Ha-joon in Romance is a Bonus Book. He's a side character. Now he's the leading man or he is a leading man in Squid Game. And so it's like, it's that's a really cool yes. aspect of it. That was something that was interesting to me because I watched it originally not thinking it would be a sensation. I just watched it like as a K-drama. Yeah, <laughs> you know? for sure. So it's like, oh, and then, you know, the lead actor is super famous. He's like one of like the biggest stars in Korea. And he usually plays villains. He plays like really scary, like badass gangsters. Yeah. Which was hilarious to see him as this little tender yeah. flower that I'm like, please protect him at all costs. 
you could tell he's such a great actor because he totally encompasses that like underdog character when he is not known for that sort of character. The characters, I was blown away because normally in a show, I only connect with a couple, but I feel like it was the whole leading group that I was kind of rooting for, except for Songwoo, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, but all of their arcs had so much purpose and they weren't just written in for for the hell of it you know they all had their place Mm -hmm. and i'm just i'm so obsessed with character arcs and all that stuff so it was it was just beautiful to see love it love it love it what was most interesting too is originally this was supposed to be a movie and the police officer character juno he wasn't even supposed to be in it so glad they added him right number one just because we love him but (laughs) mostly just because i couldn't imagine not having his point of view yeah i feel like that was so critical to the whole show was seeing the behind the scenes of the workers and their living conditions and not having that part would have been a totally different show yeah i agree i'm glad they put that in because it was also even like a mystery police drama (laughs) i know right yeah there's like a whole thing going on with his his storyline yeah and and I really like that too because you can see all the behind the scenes stuff gives it that extra element that's not just focused on the games or like the physical act of the players playing the games I felt really bad because I was forgetting about him Loki because like I was so into like the games and stuff especially when he was in the bunker and like he was doing his investigating when it would pan back to him I was like oh my god yeah like something else is happening There were moments where I had to take maybe like an hour or so break from this show because my anxiety, I don't know about you guys, through the roof, all right? Through the roof. I was sitting there. If it wasn't the games, it was your boy undercover. And I'm like, oh my God, they're going to figure out what he's doing. He's going to get shot in his beautiful head and I can't (laughs) just stand to watch that. Anxious. I'm sweating. (laughs) Is there a game that you guys think you would have won? Oh, I like your question better because I was going to ask, like, I didn't want to be like, what was your favorite game? Because, again, kind of inappropriate. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I already know mine. I'm a foodie. So mine would have been the one licking the honey. Honeycomb. (laughs) If it involves food, I will win. Okay. (laughs) Maybe the um, marble game. Oh. I mean. (laughs) Okay. No, 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 no. I mean, like, like not the psychological aspect of it, because I don't know, because if you're playing with the person you love the most, like, that's, like, a whole different ball game. But the actual act of playing a marble game, like, I'm pretty good at those, especially the ones that Ali and Songwoo play, you know, the marble where you guess how many, oh, or, yeah. or the old yeah, game. Yeah, the otter even. Yeah, I feel like I played that game before, and so I know how to play that, so I feel like I could potentially win that, because I've won it before. And it's, it's a 50-50 chance, too, of winning. So she's speaking from experience. We have a veteran okay (laughs) (laughs) i mean obviously the hard part will be like do you want to win right yeah right like the couple playing each other i was was just gonna say that killed me a little bit that husband and wife yeah well i kind of like felt like that was coming though because the way that the games were working when they're like oh you have to pick a team or you have to choose your shape and like how they're letting you choose things i just kind of had like a gut feeling this isn't gonna work out well yeah but what would your game be lauren your girl really would not have a a ton of hope in squid game (laughs) um i would also have to say probably the marble game Mm -hmm. maybe the one that doksu was playing where you have to like throw it in the hole Uh, i mean 
I would not have made it that far. I can tell you that quite confidently. Yeah. Well, we were, we were all out round one. So. Yeah, round one, I'm seeing that giant plastic doll and I'm out. I mean, we would have never gone. That doll is real. What do you mean? It's a horse carriage museum. That doll is there on the property and it guards it. Oh, absolutely not. Right? Someone was like, oh, would love to go see this. I was like, you couldn't pay me to go see that. I'm traumatized. (laughs) If there was a game other than Red Light, Green Light that I would have for sure lost, unlike you, Paige, it would have been the honeycomb game. Really? So here's the thing. If I lasted long enough to see the licking method, I think it would have been okay. But just me knowing who I am, I probably would have started out really slow, gotten cocky, and then yeah, I'm dead. See, I'm the opposite. Like, I'm such a perfectionist. I mean, you saw the pumpkin I carved. It took me like two hours, but it was perfect, okay? <laughs> I'm like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I have also played that game before. In Korea, when I would visit family, if they have like a food stall on the side of the road where like an older woman will like, or man, I guess, will make those little candies. And you can go up and do that game. And if you win, you get the candy for free. Oh. But if you lose, you have to pay. It's like a dollar or whatever. Oh, that's cool though. But it's like really hard because, you know, no one's going to sit there and do it a really long time. Especially kids, they're just going to be like, boom, and then they break it. They don't really understand the value of a dollar, so they would just break <laughs> it. But we as adults that pay bills, we're going to stand there and take our time. Yeah. So <laughs> We'll stay there for hours. I don't care if this is a thousand won. I am going to get this for free <laughs> right now. And that was kind of the the budding start of the romance with Doksu and 212, short as it was. Just them together, I was like, eh, so gross. I mean, you got to give her the props for trying to latch on to who she thought was probably going to win the game. I mean, that was a smart choice. He's got this posse of men that are following him. Yeah, like he's a thug. He's probably going to do what he can to try and win. So she's like, let me be the thugstress of this (laughs) squid game. And obviously, we all called it. He hella betrayed her. So (laughs) Neither of them were prizes, but I think that he thought he was. I just saw that not ending well for her. I really liked her, actually. At first, I thought that she was a bit much just because she was trying so hard to get everybody to like her, you know, or like at least include her. It's the fight or flight at the end of the day. Just the justice in the bridge game. I was so happy with how she just did not even care at the end of dying. There's no hope at this point, but if I'm going to die, honey buns, you're coming with. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, let's go. You know, you want some characters to survive and there can only be, you would think, one winner. And so on a scale of like one to 10, 10 being who I want to survive, like I want the girl to survive. I wanted her to survive. I wanted Ollie to survive. So every time like a favorite character got cut, I was like, no, I'd rather it have been the other guy. (laughs) When that gangster guy died, I was like, okay, well, better him than at the time it was the girl and then the two men. That one night when they decided just to go on their mass killing spree, that's the moment where I grew suspicious of Ilnam, the old man. Ooh, okay. I didn't see that. Me neither. One, he's old. Old people are so smart. Okay. Two, I was just thinking like, 
my poor guy, he's dying of a brain tumor. He's just living his best life. He literally like has no pressure because he's going to die anyway. So my whole mentality is, oh, he's just so carefree and almost Mm -hmm. like a purity about him. He's just living life to the fullest. Eh. That wasn't it. I wasn't full on suspicious to the point where I was like, he's behind it all. But I was definitely like... How'd he get up there? That's a little sus. Yeah, something's not right. One thing that I like thought was super weird was that they didn't show him die. I thought that mm-hmm. was so bizarre. Like when he lost his little marble game and they never showed him being shot. And like I remember because Nathan and I were watching it and I'm sitting there like this because I love <laughs> old people so much. And I was like, I can't watch them shoot him. I just can't. So I thought that that was super odd because they showed no one else mercy. So, And that's the thing in proper K-drama fashion, if you hear a gunshot, and you don't see a body they're coming back <laughs> wink wink the ending with juno yes he, he got shot in the shoulder that's not a that's not a kill shot nope and you know when people fall off cliffs they always live not fatal. especially when there's water and you see the little splash and you don't see a body floating yeah my man's coming back season two Let's he's swimming go. it out he's taking a lap he'll be fine and at first i was like maybe they're just trying something new maybe they're gonna take mercy on us and not show the old dead man or, uh, you know, Ali, which that death just ripped my soul into a thousand pieces. That was like a betrayal death too. Yeah. And then the very next episode, you get a beautiful shot of Ali with a giant hole in his head. And I was like, well, so we're not trying something new. It was very ironic too. There was a lot of foreshadowing, like how at the beginning he stole from his boss and then the guy he was playing with stole his marbles from him. And it's like, that's how he died. And I was just like, whoa. I didn't suspect the old man either, except for that marble scene when um when they go to the house and he's like, this is where I lived. Then I was like, is it really where you lived? Is it replica of your actual home? Because that's right. interesting because they haven't, did they, they didn't do that for anyone else. So I did, I was not necessarily suspicious, but I was more like, oh, are they taking from his childhood? <laughs> like I was just thinking like. Yeah, <laughs> and like, why is his dementia acting up right then? You know, like that didn't make sense. During the marble game, I almost thought he was scared. That's kind of, I wasn't suspicious of him necessarily, but I just thought maybe he's scared and he is faking it to really drag it out because he knows like he's probably going to go. Yeah, I was thinking he just wanted to play. Like he knew, he already knew he was going to choose, he was going to let the other guy win, but he just wanted to play for the whole time. So that's what I was thinking. Especially now knowing what we do know. It's like, yeah, he really was just dragging it out because he was- Like, what a little sicko. Let's talk about the guards really quick. Because I read that they were supposed to, like, resemble Boy Scouts. But everyone was like, oh, no, that's even more weird. Um, And, like, the whole time I was trying to figure out, like, their structure. Because, obviously, like, they respond to each other a certain way. And so, like, Nathan really, like, didn't care about that part when we're watching it. And I'm like, okay, so I think the O's, they, they mean nothing. The circles are nothing. And then I think the triangles are this. He's like, why are you paying attention to that? It's important. I was so into that, right? That was also giving me anxiety. Him switching off ranks and stuff like it was nothing. Playing whatever part he needed to. And then finding out that the coughs next door or the sobs, whatever, was like Morse code. Everything just was so well thought out. The smallest little things had a purpose. Well, and that's why basic life skills are so important. Would you know Morse code if someone was trying to talk to you with like a flashlight or something? Because I wouldn't. Absolutely not. See, 
We need to reevaluate, maybe take some like community classes to really um, engage in <laughs> those types of things. Do I need to learn Morse code now to survive? <laughs> you do. It's a sign. <laughs> Actually, fun fact, I'm certified in Morse code from a cruise that I took. Oh my gosh. There was a class on the cruise that you could take to learn Morse code. Learned it in like five minutes. I don't remember a thing. What did you learn? Like help or something if you got stranded on the ship? My name. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Even less helpful. I feel like help is just a universal, you should know that. My original thought with Ilnam's character, very fitting that in this Korean television show, they have an old man lasting throughout these crazy games solely based on the fact that he's wise. Do we need all these strong people when you can just have the wise ones can also stick it out in the end, you know? Well, and I do, I really think it's cultural because in America, it's so survival of the fittest, whereas in other cultures, it is more about wisdom and other aspects rather than, you know, merely your strength or anything like that. Looking at the deeper spot and then that being thrown out the window at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was interesting because with the old man, I thought of his character as being the character who knew all of the games. Like even Squid Game, uh-huh. Squid Game is from like his generation. It's not from like, none of those people will have, pl- well, I guess those yeah, those guys played it, but I guess they're supposed to be in their like 50s. So I guess, yeah, that generation, maybe mm-hmm. they played it, but none of the younger generations would have played it or known what it was. So I feel like I understood why his character was there because he knew all of the games because they're all children's games, but a lot of them are also older children's games. But also like what you're saying about culturally, like it was interesting because the main character and the old man had a, had a very strong relationship. And it's because I think he was thinking of him in Korean society you know elders are very respected like that's mm-hmm. like the most important mm-hmm. thing is you know it's all from Confucianism filial piety um, elders are always their number one respected in the, in the society so it makes sense that for even in this situation even though it's a life or death situation the main character still was very respectful to the old man which you know you would think in a life and death society all of like those like cultural norms are thrown out the window because you're just trying to survive but that still stayed that idea that you know you have to respect and you know cherish your elders so I, I thought that was interesting and it wasn't like weird to me because it was like oh that makes sense if this is a k this is a k-drama so that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah well and correct me if i'm wrong but like no one really messed with him did they i mean i know no one wanted him on their team yeah. necessarily but even when there was the brawl and yeah no one showed him like open disrespect yeah so that might be carryover from that after you find everything out right there was a part of me that started hating him I love him. You know, I love the old people. Even the the sick ones? The t- twisted ones? Yeah, because they're old. You know, their brains don't work like they used to. And Yeah, I definitely was like, when they did the reveal that he was one of the people, I was like, oh, wow, he's actually a bad person. Like, I, I think there's like, obviously nuance there. Like, he obviously did have a childhood. He was, he did have this connection with the main lead. But he was really bitter. That's why he did it because he didn't believe in humanity. Like he was saying that was, I think that was like a powerful moment to me at the end when he's like, look, no one's going to help that man right on the street, the drunk on the street, because he has, he just lost his entire belief in humanity and people because of his entire life, which is actually really sad. It's, I didn't like hate him at the end. I just felt really, he's really bitter. It's almost like you feel sorry for them because they're like out of touch with reality. Yeah. And then it's like that question, did he see at the end what happened at midnight? You don't hear his heartbeat go to zero right away. There's like that one moment. Oh, look, someone arrived. 
pause and then you hear it. And I was like, I know this old man did not pass before <laughs> seeing this. I know he did not. Even the lead, Kihun, right? He said, you saw that, didn't you? So you're wrong. When I was like, yes. He's like dissing a dead body right there. He's like, I know you saw. <laughs> was there any character that you guys specifically, I already know Paige's answer. It's going to be the old man. Was there a character that you just latched on to and just was your absolute favorite? Besides Junho, the police. Yeah, Sebyeok, the girl. I mean, I mean, there are characters you kind of like. Oh, and the lead. I did really like the uh, relationship between the two older men, the best friends, childhood friends. I thought, I thought that was very layered and subtle. Especially the ending when they fought. Because I think you're set up to really hate the second guy. Sangwoo. Um, but then at the end, you know, they talk about their childhood. And they talk about how they used to live on the same block and visit their mothers. And it's all about the whole reason they're doing this. Is I mean, for there's like a ton of they have a ton of flaws. They, have, you know, he's one's a gambler, one's oh, yeah. a criminal. Like, yeah. you know, tons of flaws. <laughs> but at the end of the day, what the reason is because they want to protect and help their mothers. So, or that's like one of the things. So I was like, oh, this is so. Oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you're always attached to the leads. But for me, it would be like Ali, um, Sebyuk, and Junho. The uh, like, the, I guess the three young, <laughs> the younger characters, the the youngins. It was Ali for me. <sighs> When it was the game with him and Songwoo, yeah, you're not making it out, buddy. Yeah, I was like, they have to have Songwoo survive, so it's not going to be you. Yeah, <laughs> Songwoo was pretty brutal throughout the whole process. I mean, whether it was deceiving everybody or pretending like he didn't know the games, I think the last time really that you see his humanity is honestly towards the beginning when him and Ali get dumped together and he gives him money for the bus. But that's like about it. Well, I felt so bad for his mom at the end where she asked about him. It just made me physically want to cry. I was glad that she was able to take all the money and the little boy. That It didn't compensate, but it did make me feel better for her. And also, she just had that suitcase laying open with all the money. Nathan and I both looked at each other. We were like, girl, like, just take it. Stop looking around. Just Close it. Back it. Up. <laughs> he really just killed two birds with one stone. Let me make sure that this brother is all right. And then she just lost her son. So let's replace that. But then like also here's a suitcase full of money. The blood money. Uh-huh. I'm good. I'm good now. Yep. His hands are clean. <laughs> I see what he did there. Well played. I was thinking it took him a year to do that. <laughs> okay. Right? I was like, what's what's the holdup? You have to let Seva's younger brother know what's happening. He's just stuck at that, like, I think it was like an or a church. Uh, orphanage. Yeah. 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 It's like, I get that you're traumatized, but like also other people have lives. So let's get on that. <laughs> I was like concerned for the brother. I loved the reactions from people that know the different Korean dialects and stuff. And they were saying that they noticed Sebyeok have a North Korean accent. But then when she was around all the South Koreans, she changed it to sound like them. And obviously, that's not something that I picked up. But after reading that, that's heavy. And I know one of the biggest things right now is the English subtitle translations there's that powerful quote by Pong Juno, the director of Parasite Academy Award speech, was like the power of the subtitle. It opens your world to so many new stories and cultures. And I think that's really powerful. So I, 
I mean, like, for example, the red light, green light. If you're just going to translate it, it would be like, Mugunghua flowers bloom. So you're not going to know that it's red light, green light, right? Things like that, I think, you know, they make a lot of sense. Obviously, I'm, I guess I'm pro-translator. <laughs> I watched it in Korean with English subtitles as well. They do change things I thought were kind of weird. But there are also things that you don't really know anyway. Like, oppa. She, at one point, she calls him oppa. And I think they, they translate that to, like, babe. babe. Okay, that's okay. But I think the one I watched, they translated to something else that was, like, really weird. Oppa, like, literally means brother. So, like, if you're, if you're like, no eye context, you just be like, why is she calling him brother? That's so gross right but the, if you like if you know in korean culture it's like you know if you have an older brother you would just call him oppa or hyung if you're a boy so girls call older boys oppa a boys call older boys hyung so like things like that are kind of missing like at the end when gihun and sangwoo are fighting sangwoo calls gihun hyung which is like so powerful because he's calling him brother you're my brother you know you're my you're the person who watches over me always so like that's why it's like so powerful right you wouldn't know that though because he just i think they translated hung as like his name they just said his name or something like that yeah so there are things like that that are missing but you wouldn't know that anyway if you watch a lot of korean dramas you're if you're familiar then you'll know that if you don't know that then then obviously the translator wants to make it so that you don't misunderstand things in a wrong way like you don't want people to think that she's calling him brother like that's not what she's saying she, when she's saying when she's using oppa in that circumstance she is calling him like babe or like honey you know so you know things like that but i think there are nuances that are lost and if you watch like vicky you know vicky the streaming site oh yes <laughs> they have this great thing where they'll like they, they'll have a translation they'll have an asterisk and then on the side they'll have like a whole paragraph of what it means which i love but, but then you know then you have to pause and you have to read the whole asterisk right <laughs> which i do which girl i do, especially with the historicals you get this whole historical context which which you can't do in and yes. you know you kind of can't do it all the time so like i, I think like yeah, like with netflix they could have had like the you know the red light green light they could have had like an asterisk and been like this is what it actually means the history of this childhood game yeah. um, but you know that's not what they ever do I feel like it's a really slippery slope because it's obviously with Netflix um, being the ones to air this, they want it to be popular amongst everyone. So they are like making it more accommodating. But in the same sense, I feel like they should do it justice. The horror for me is more dub. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't watch anything dubbed. I did watch like a video where they used a clip that was dubbed. And I was like, this is what it sounds like? Oh no. <laughs> Paige, I know you listened to it dubbed. How was it? Um, okay. Normally, I don't watch shows like that, or I'll try, but it really bothers me when lips don't match. Like, it stresses me out. But I will say this is like the only show I've ever watched fully. And like, it, I guess I was just so into the show, like, it didn't bother me as much. Yeah, I think that's my only like, I was like, Oh, no, the dub just because the actors are so good. Yeah, and I feel like I don't get the full effect and then I don't get to see the actors in their full role because I'm the lady. Minya? She bothered me the most, her voice and like the things that she said. It's like you could tell that could not have been what she was trying to say and I felt like it was even more weird. No, but that makes a huge difference. If a character has like a really grating voice, you know, I'll have more of an averse reaction to them. But I didn't think her like Korean voice was like grating or anything. So maybe that was a reason you like just, because I didn't just like her as much as you did. English definitely was. <laughs> 
I didn't hate her character, especially towards the end of her arc. I was like actually rooting for her. It was just more of like she kept being that like annoying fly that you just want to swat away, yeah. you know? But I think that was kind of the purpose of her character, yeah. someone that's just so willing to fight to try and live and weasel her way into anything. I mean- We can't all be Sebyaks and Ollies. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, Ollie. You think of a character like that, but he's in Squid Game for a reason. He is probably the best humanity-wise out of all of them. But at the same time, all of these people are having their struggles. All of these people are in there for a reason because they've all got their demons, you know? But like of all of all the little demons, he was the sweetest. The money, you know, people will do some weird things for the right amount of money. And I think when they took the vote originally, you know, if they wanted to continue or not, because they were like, oh, if the majority chooses to leave, we'll call it. And once everyone saw the piggy bank starting to fill up, and I was like, that's so weird for this to be so morbid to have like a little piggy bank in the sky. I was like, that's a little childish, don't you think? Like <laughs> They're playing children's games. Well, exactly. I felt like at the beginning, they were like, oh my gosh, all these people died. I want out, I want out. And then they saw the money and they were like, oh, well, you know what? What's a couple more deaths? And then in like hindsight, it's interesting because the old man was that last vote and he voted for them to go home. Yeah. He was like doubly testing them. He like he knew humanity would come back for the money because you know that's what he believed in. Just kind of on that same note of like the humanity and stuff, I thought it was so cool how the art director, her artistic choices for all of the sets and things like that were very interesting to me. And I didn't even really think of it as deep as how she fully intended. So I wanted to share that with you guys. She said her inspiration behind the barracks, she said, rather than treating them like people, the contestants are piled onto beds that look like shelves in a warehouse to look like objects because that's all they are to these VIPs objects to watch because they're bored from having too much money essentially Dang. we wanted them to look and feel like nothing that's amazing I thought that the inspiration behind the gift box coffins was really cool too. Oh, yeah. She tried to put herself in the mindset of the creator of the game, thinking that he would see himself as a type of god. So him putting the dead bodies into a, a box that looks like a gift box is his gift to them. Like, this is my show of mercy to you. Ooh. That is dark. Okay, art director, do you need some therapy? <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of crazy how her mind worked, but I was like, that's genius. Yeah, the, the sets for the show were just fantastic. And a lot of them were like, you said like made for the show, which is just so cool. Like The giant playground gave me the heebie-jeebies, the little village, like just to play yeah. a marble game, they had a whole ass village. And I'm like, that is- It was elaborate. <laughs> they did the most, but it really paid off. Did you guys have a least favorite episode? I didn't like tug of war from my childhood. That game has always gotten me so like, I don't want to say hyped up, but like, it's just so intense. And I hate losing in general. I'm so competitive. Thinking about putting myself in that scenario. If I had to play that game up at that height and like knowing you win or you die, because I was trying to like envision that for myself and it was not pleasant. So the second or the last episode when they were not in the game situation, just because the second one I was, was just surprising to me because I didn't think they would leave so quickly. 
So I was like, oh, but I wanted to see what happens next. You know, they had like a running start and then they kind of did a backtrack and then they went back. So I think the second episode, I was a little jarring. I mean, you you needed that for all of the, the layers that they put in. I understood. And then the cop had to go like the, like for narrative purposes, they had to have that. But I did think more in like a story-wise telling. I was like, oh, less is less exciting the second and then the last one too was a little slower too which is fine like I, I love slow things too and the second to last episode was actually like what half the length of a of they normally were I think they were like an hour and that one was like 30 minutes and I was kind of like that was shocking because that was just shocking because it ended and I was like what happened I thought it was yeah. gone and then I looked at the timestamp and I was like oh it's just like half the length that's interesting I've never seen that before especially like in K-dramas yeah. K-dramas are always consistently one length either hour yeah. or 45 minutes or or two hours yeah <laughs> so I was just surprised that they had like different lengths of episodes I actually really like the Tiger War uh, episode really um, yeah. <laughs> and and because you're just like what's gonna happen what's gonna happen and the ending was like huge cliffhanger just the uncomfiness of the reveal of the VIPs oh yeah they're such bad actors <laughs> Oh my, so cringy. I'm like, is this really how Koreans are going to see Americans and how we interact? Because that like made me cringe. Also, the human furniture, the old nasty guy that's like, you pretty eyes. And I'm just like, oh God, make it stop. Yeah. Oh, your question of um, who do I want to die? It would have been them. Facts. Yes. <laughs> Especially the weird fatty that tried to get with my man. Absolutely not. My sister said the moment she suspected the old man, when the cop was in the front man's lair or whatever, so there was a mask there that no one was wearing. Well, and the old man wasn't in the binder either. The binder started with number two. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't have a number one. I didn't even catch that either. But I saw that like later in like a TikTok or something. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys suspect pretty early on that the brother Inho was Junho's brother? No. No. I had no idea. Until he took off the mask, you really didn't think? There was a moment before he took off the mask that I knew, but it was it wasn't far in advance. It was very like, oh well, he hasn't found his brother yet. Who could his brother be? There's only one person left. I felt like I knew it so early on. He's searching for his brother. Nobody seems to know who he is. And then especially the reveal where he was like a winner in a past game when the brother escapes Junho and he's like, I want him alive. I was like, you've been killing mofos this whole time without any humanity. And the fact that you want this one alive confirmed. That's your brother. That's fair. The only thing that was like confused me was when Junho went looking for his brother, he like goes and finds his like tiny little room. And I couldn't see that actor in that room. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't because he's also like a famous actor. And I was like, I couldn't picture him in that tiny little room living there. And also how long ago was that? The room looked only abandoned like maybe a couple months and <laughs> had to have been in that game world like a couple years. <laughs> I was so stressed, like, when Junho was doing, like, his investigating and stuff, Lauren was saying how uptight she was, and I felt the same way, like, when he was doing his investigating, and when he went to take a picture on his phone, and, like, you can hear the shutter sound, my god, you didn't have your phone on silent, but I looked it up, and it's because in Korea, that's not a thing, like, your phone can be on silent, but it said that the uh, shutter sound on the camera doesn't turn off, even if your phone's on silent, because it's a privacy thing, it's a way, like, not to infringe oh. upon people's privacy. I mean, I had a valid reason to be stressed, but also he was doing the best he could. So that was the most interesting about my sister felt was the phone battery. She was like, his phone's gonna die. His phone's yeah. gonna die. And I was like, he's, t- he's probably just shutting it off. Like, don't worry. It's not, he's not like you always on TikTok. <laughs> 
Yeah, we'll conserve it. Don't worry. <laughs> Do you guys think that season two is going to be a thing? Because I read that currently they're not working on it and it's not necessarily the writer said he's not opposed to doing it, but he also doesn't have anything. He said just thinking about the show right now exhaust him. I and mean, he was like, I'll have to bring on like a whole team of writers if I'm going to tackle this again. So like, do you guys think that he'll release a second season or do you think it'll be a one and done? <sighs> could really go either way. Me personally, I would love to see a flashback season of mm. watching the policeman's brother win the Squid Games and like okay. what all that cuz I mean obviously there have been There's more history. than just this one. So they could definitely go that route. Obviously they left it very open-ended for Junho to come back. Gihoon wants to take down essentially their whole operation. I want it so bad. I want it so bad. But will it happen? I don't know. If you asked me like five years ago, I would have been like, they're not going to do it. Just because Korean dramas, they rarely ever do. It's not like a two season thing. It's always just one season. Then like lately you have these dramas like Kingdom. You have like Love Alarm. Love Alarm, <laughs> you know, yes. Awesome, but you know. Love that guy. So I mean, nowadays I'm like, maybe it could happen, but it's also like wasn't planned that way. Yeah. Right. They have to be so different in the first one. It can't be the same thing. It's more common for a Korean drama to not have a second season than to have a second season. Well, and with the wide audience, that this show has reached I hope that they'll honor like what they normally do and just leave it at one season it was phenomenal don't ruin a good thing just let's do something else would I love to watch another season absolutely but I also would respect if they chose not to go that route because they did such a great job with the first one it was so different and I think we should just let that be yeah I agree with that at the very least I just want him to come out and be like he's okay we need an update. It'll just be like an epilogue episode. He like comes out of the water. Like just tweet. He was shot in the shoulder. He got to land. He's fine. That's it. You can say that in 140 characters. I need closure. Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll do something like they could do a webtoon continuation. They could do a film. There's like so many different avenues. I mean, they, I mean, if they, like you said, if they do a second season, I'm totally watching. I'm totally supporting. But they don't have to is how I feel. Another thing I wanted to touch on, just because I thought it was hilarious, I saw an interview with the director, and he was saying that for the Honeycomb episode, the night before shooting that, he was in his hotel room by himself, and he had the little sugar circle, and he's like, I needed to make sure it worked, so I was sitting in my hotel room alone for like 30 no. minutes just licking the sugar thing. We love someone that practices what they preach. I related to Minyo when like she finished, she ate the cookie. I was like, I relate to this. I would say just with Squid Game, the only thing was just like very gory. Not yeah. necessarily scary as much you as- You just saw a lot. Did I need to see this human being opened up while you're like harvesting organs? I don't <laughs> think I really needed that. Oh yeah, that was interesting. A whole section where you saw that even within the system, there are people who are breaking it. Yeah. Stealing the bodies and harvesting organs. That really threw me off. And like, I didn't realize at first that that wasn't allowed to happen. I thought more so it was so secretive because other players didn't need to know. I didn't realize that it was a whole secret even from the front man. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was a shock for me. Well, and that threw me through a loop too, because I was like, is this secretly what this game is the purpose for? Remember the guy at the beginning, they beat up the main character in the bathroom and he says something about like taking his eyes or they said taking some part of him. It was like an organ or eyes or something. So when I saw like the organs being harvested, I was like, what if that relates back to that guy? Because he mm -hmm. like 
so nonchalantly like threatened to take something from his body for not having the money. And so I thought maybe that all tied in together, but obviously it didn't go anywhere. (laughs) It added a little bit of like spice to it just with that added buildup of Junho being guard number 29, being like MIA at different parts and also being a part of this organ operation. You did need it because that's how they figured out that he was the rat infiltrating. Then they find the guard's body in the basement because that's when the doctor died, right? The front man found out about it. All players have to be equal, so we're going to hang you like an ornament for everyone to see. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, mean, I like that they added that little storyline because I feel like it shows how the players are supposed to like what you said about the art director saying that they're all supposed to look like, you know, not real people. Even the when you're with all those characters who are wearing uniforms, they you kind of think that they're not real people either. But when you have this thing where it's like there's a rebellion within it or people not rebellion, but people not conforming, even within the red suited people, then you're like, yeah. oh, even those people are real people. Yeah. yeah. I felt like that. I like that added element because you're not just like, they're not like a faceless mask they are humans there are people beneath the mask who are you know doing this for whatever reason for these people harvesting you know getting money Mm -hmm. but you know i'm sure there are other reasons for the other characters they maybe if they did a sequel they'd go into that maybe because obviously they're not in the game so maybe they're not in like a tight money spot necessarily even the fact that they're aiding and abetting to this massacre of people like you have to wonder what is what is your purpose for being a guard to this yeah the true question is what is kong Yu's purpose for being the salesman yeah and just how much did he get paid for that because he was in like a whole two episodes but this is worth it and that's what was so great about this show going so international we all knew how adorable and handsome and so then when everyone else figured out we opened up and we're like welcome <laughs> Welcome, come join us. Did you hear about um, Park Seo Joon? You know the actor from What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. He's going to be in a Marvel movie. Yes, yes. They better treat him well. And so excited! My worlds are colliding. I love Marvel, love McKay dramas. So this is just like yeah. I had a moment where like everyone's going to see how handsome he is. <laughs> that was like my like I know like my first thought is like oh everyone's going to be everyone's going to be obsessed with him. That's what it is. This show was such a whirlwind of emotions. Well, I think it's awesome, too, that we all enjoyed it so much because Lauren is very into her K-pop and other things. She had mentioned that you mentioned recording this. Like, she assumed I wasn't going to watch it. Didn't even ask me. I had already seen it. I watched the whole thing through when she brought it up. You watched it before her. Yeah. My first thought isn't like, oh, Paige got to this K-drama before me. I almost had a heart attack on the spot. I was like, I haven't even seen well, it. She asked me to. She's like, like, what episode are you on? I was like, oh, no, I'm done. Like, I watched it in two days. We watched half the season one day, half the season the next That's day. How I watched we knocked it. it out. She was so proud of me. I and, almost cried. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I was like writing my list and I was like, oh, okay, half of these are like super Asian. And I was like, I'm a Pride and Prejudice because I do love, I love my Austin adaptations. I put yep. The Bachelor on there because that's like the only reality TV show I Yep. She's like, these girls are basic. Like they got to know about this one or that one. Like. I was like, I'll give them options, okay? Little did you know, I have way too many husbands in South Korea right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that I need to visit. <laughs> Red light, green light. Okay, I'm down with the gloomy quote. <laughs> 
fit it together to where we all sound in unison. We're in harmony. We're BTS. Yes, we are. I was going to say it more desperate. Like, would you like to play a game with me? Oh, that's very creepy, Paige. (laughs) What is this? The Shining? Would you like to play a game with me? Oh, nope. I'm not on board for that either. (laughs) I was thinking you would just do it like Kung Yu does it. Paige, you do what you feel is right. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything. We're harmonizing. Okay, I'll see where my soul takes me. Yes. (laughs) All right, ready? Three, two, one. Would Would you you like like to play play a game game with me? Boom. Boom goes the dynamite. All right, kids. If you like this content, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at and here's why underscore pod. Lauren, where can the people find you? They can find me playing tug of war at Lauren H. Writes on Instagram. Beautiful. Um, I'm going to be on Instagram at page.hollandsworth. And Axie, where can the people find you? Because let's be honest, that's why they're listening. That's why they're here. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone can find me at Axie O, at A-X-I-E-O-H, on Instagram and Twitter. Obviously, read all of her books, but specifically, I've got a bias of XOXO because it's my dream, my personal goal in life. (laughs) It's uh, the exact opposite of Squid Game. <laughs> but if you didn't like what you heard here, go read Axie's book, okay? <laughs> Only want to be happy. Yes. <laughs> no one dies. Nobody dies. That's not a spoiler. That's just the vibe. It's yeah. a fact. Thank you so much for coming on here and totally geeking out with us about this show because so good. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much, Axie. It was so fun chatting with you and getting your hot take. Right. <laughs>